Today on Big Cockroaches, we discuss how games and apps condition us, and I'm not talking about hair conditioner. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Big Cocked Roaches. Today we are live from the North Myrtle Beach High School break room. I'm here with Pate Warren and Max Stewart. Say hi, guys. Hi. So today we're going to talk about how apps use conditioning to get users to keep using their apps. And we're mainly going to focus on operant and classical conditioning. But first, to give you a little hindsight on what those mean... So, classical conditioning is a basic learning process that involves repeatedly pairing a neutral stimulus with a response-producing stimulus until the neutral stimulus elicits the same response, and that's almost always revolves a reflexive or involuntary behavior. Um, operant conditioning, if I can find it, is the basic learning process that involves the probability that a behavior will be repeated by manipulating the consequence of that behavior. So these are involuntary. Classical conditioning is involuntary while operant conditioning is voluntary actions. So uh, speaking of operant conditioning, Fortnite is a great advocate for that. Fortnite is a game... Um, guys, uh, I, I've never played Fortnite. What, what is it? Are you serious? No. I, what, what is Fortnite? Well, I might explain it. Just shut up, George. Fortnite is a game in which uh, about 99 players jump out of a battle bus and they compete for these chests, which hold weapons so they can kill each other with, and then there can only be one winner in the end. Well, these chests are found by listening for this certain noise. It sounds like this. I thought it was. Wait, I thought I thought it was. No, it was more high It's sort of like pitch. a mix. It's more it's a mix of oh, It's so a it's mix like of those. Right, yeah. So yeah, yeah, the yeah. They try to like entice you to it. They try to the same time. Okay. Like that, and it glows golden. Yes, there's a very golden aroma. So where are these boxes for again? So when you find them, it could either have just kind of like rare weapons. So there's rare weapons. Um, legendary weapons and what are the blue unique or common uncommon common, uncommon and rare. yes and they're they have different colors around them too so when you open up a chest you don't know what's gonna be inside of it you could find a legendary which is way better than an uncommon mm-hmm. you just don't know or you could find a minigun which is kind of like the best thing in yeah. the game this uncertainty like the gambling the Ops, the odds of you getting these legendary weapons, what makes you keep playing, because you know where the chests are, you just, you know what you want, but it's just, you don't know what you're going to get. So, so what do you get the most in the box? Are they, are, do you mostly get poor? Yeah, you poor, get trash. You get poor. Usually. But there's, there's always that, that chance yep. that it's you like, could get mm-hmm. a really good gun, so you're always going to go for the crate. It's mm-hmm. like hitting that jackpot and gambling, mm-hmm. very similar effect. Yeah, just like the slots. Mm-hmm. So on the topic of gambling, um, gambling is a form of operant conditioning in which a voluntary action becomes linked with a specific outcome. Um, the, re- the random reinforcement provided by gambling is actually the strongest form of conditioning, well ahead of a consistent reward. Um, the way games use gambling is through microtransactions, most commonly. 
Microtransactions are a business model where users can purchase virtual goods with real money. So in most games, they've got these things called loot boxes where you purchase them with real money and you've got the chances of the best items and most likely, yeah, you're going to get the trash ones. But um, there's been a study that shows that the number of children with gambling problems has quadrupled to more than 50,000 in just two years, according to the recent reports. Um, yeah. And most commonly, they're pointing these, like, gambling problems to these video games with the microtransactions. Um, the studies showed that the the gambling problems among among the children has risen to 1.7%, which seems kind of low, but compared to the 0.4% in 2016, it's getting pretty high. In games like Apex Legends, which is like Fortnite, they've got these loot chests as well as other games like Overwatch and Counter-Strike, where you just get skins from these chests and vanity items that really have no value. They won't affect your game other than the look. So there's not much point, but gaming companies are making a ton of money off of this and they're taking advantage of these kids who aren't that intelligent. And if I can make a, if I can make a guess, I bet you the stocks in, in gambling are going to rise tremendously in the next few years. And I say that because these kids growing up most of the kids I know have played Fortnite before, mm -hmm. and most likely some other game that has these loot crates, um, and they're probably just going to grow into gambling. So we're already running out of time, but I quickly want to go over, we just talked about um, the conditioning in games, but there's also a strong presence of conditioning in social media today, especially Snapchat. Snapchat is what I'm going to be talking about today so everyone in this room knows what snapchat is but for those that don't snapchat is a substitute for texting um it's a form of social media and pretty much you can send pictures to friends and family but those pictures disappear within 24 hours so it's not concrete and you can post pictures on your stories if you want all your friends to see them now, one of the cool things about Snapchat is that there's these filters and filters um, connect with, they scan your face and they will put um, like a, they'll give you dog ears or they'll put hearts over it. And um, what many people don't realize today is that a lot of people are beginning to rely on these filters to make themselves look good. For example, if a girl is talking to a boy um, and she really likes him, she's going to be using these filters if she wants to try to look prettier. And um, this is a huge, huge example of classical conditioning. Um, JMU did a study, and this is actually where I got this from. Um, JMU has an article... Um, whether people realize it or not, relying on Snapchat filters with every picture you take is a form of classical conditioning. The brain is positively reinforcing the ideal notion of beauty with manipulation of the eyes, nose, width, and face structure that users see in not only their own pictures, but their friends as well. It's almost as of saying that this, that this how you, is how you should look. However, 
With this same enforcement, it seemingly makes flaws appear very unpleasant when you take a picture without filters, but in the end, aren't those same flaws that make you unique? And I think we can all relate that um, using filters, and you you guys have definitely used filters, right? I love the dog yes. filter. Yeah, so like dog how does it make you feel when you use all these filters and you take the fi- filter off and you realize how ugly you guys are? Sad. It just breaks my heart. I know. So it lowers my self esteem. Um, it's really bad what they and on the other on the flip side they're just they're fun they're they're fun to use, but um what not many people don't realize is that they're sucking kids into becoming reliable on them. All right, so last I want to talk about Snapchat Snap Score. So Snapchat rewards people. Um, with something called snap score and you get this for snapchatting a lot and so this is pretty much a positive reinforcement because if you snap more you get the high snap Um, many people um, are really competitive about this Mm -hmm. although it offers no reward what it's it's, yeah it's it's useless whatsoever and now to finish us off three second trivia Yay! At what price did the most expensive virtual item sell for? $900,000, or $6 million? You have until the goat sound to answer. <laughs> the most expensive virtual item sold was Planet Calypso from the game Entropia, valued at $6 million. Well, unfortunately, if you got that wrong, you are a degenerate. Um, join us next week on Big Cocked Roaches to find out why Jewish circumcisions are on the rise. Ever since I've switched from Fortnite to Apex Legends, it's been great. Haven't you spent all your money on the skins from Apex Legends? No.